The Word is for everyone. It's alive and active, filled with wisdom, truth, and hope. Understanding and interpreting its pages can seem overwhelming, but this podcast is here to help. This is Unschooled and Ordinary. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our brand new podcast, the Unschooled and Ordinary Podcast. This will be a conversation that we have each week to help you as a tool to lead fruitful conversations, to learn more about God's Word, and equip our house church pastors, equip our house churches to know more about God's Word. I'm your host. My name is Tyler. I am the campus pastor in Stone County, and I'm here with some of my friends. And so I want to, I want them to introduce themselves to you. So Ben, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and what role you serve in House Church? Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm uh, just excited and honored to be here. And my name is Ben, and I'm a part of the team at Venture specifically uh, with House Churches. My role is I get to be the House Church Director uh, for Venture Church. And then just um, practically, personally, uh, we're a part of a house church that, that meets in Petal. Um, I've, le- I've been the pastor of that house church, and then we uh, have been fortunate enough to be a part of seeing it multiply. Um, and right now we're in a season where we're just we're, we're participants in a house church each week. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to be here and excited to, to add, hopefully, something to this conversation and, and dive into Scripture each week. Awesome. Well, Brandy, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and what role you serve in House Church? Yes. So my name is Brandy, and uh, my job title is Impact Team Manager at the Lincoln Road Campus specifically. And that just really means that I get to do a little bit of everything here. (laughs) And so working with Ben with a lot of things for House Churches has been really fun. I'm really excited for this opportunity as well. But my involvement in House Church, my husband and I lead um, a House Church in Petal, and we actually are multiplying this fall. So we're excited and a little bit nervous to see what that's going to look like, but it's about to be a whole new experience. Here we go. Should be a good time. Angie, what about you? Okay, so I'm the Brandy of the Stone County campus. So I have the same title, um, just basically whatever is needed. With House Church, um, I can say that we've just been able to experience kind of all sides of it because we didn't start out leading a house church. It was more of just participating, but we've gone through several multiplications, and each one has been so sweet and so good and brought a new, just a new challenge and a new um I don't know, enjoyment to our family. Um, We are leading now. We have also hosted and we do currently host. So there's also just different aspects to every way that you can serve within House Church. And we've enjoyed all of them. Very cool. So uh, I want us to talk for a few minutes about why we're doing this podcast. Is there a shift in the model of House Church, how we're helping equip people to lead? So Ben, if you would kick us off with this why are we doing this podcast? Well, so I, I think the the why behind it is, I mean, our, our heart has always been for House Church to be a place where um, where our people can wrestle and wonder with the truths of Scripture in a safe environment, um, where the Scripture that's used from our teaching on Sunday is what's central to the discussion time. It's what's central to the study time, um, and and 
we're just it's it's we're in a season where where God's called us to, to take a next step towards that. And man, we've been really grateful for uh, the the past season of of how we've delivered content in house church, and we we wouldn't be where we are today. And God's been faithful in that. And um, just over sixty house churches launching this fall across all of our campuses, um, and the synergy and the alignment that that we've been able to feel and experience from from the mini message and how we were doing our, our content delivery in house church. Um, God, God's hand was in that. Um, but we've sensed him calling us kind of to take a, a, a step back, a take a step, but forward at the same time, um, to where each week in house church opening his word and, and the scripture, the anchor scripture, I guess, if you will, that our teaching pastor uses each week to teach from really becomes the central discussion piece, um, that all of us as, as in our house churches are wrestling with and looking at and, and turning to for for God to use to transform us and for those truths, for us to use those truths to apply in our life as we leave house church. Um, so that's really the heart behind it is to, to ensure that scripture is central, um, in, in what, what we're wrestling with, um, as a house church family. Right. Uh, Brandy, would you look up, uh, a passage for us, Hebrews 4.12? Angie, would you look up 2 Timothy 3.16? And Ben, as you talk about making the shift toward letting Scripture be the driver. What we've seen uh, in house church thus far, and we're, we're new to this, but just from taking a step back, it seemed like the mini-message was driving the conversation more often than not, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing, but we think the real win would be if Scripture was the primary driver of the conversation. And... Just imagine what what could happen if all of our people that are involved in house church, which is hundreds of people, were all comfortable with being in God's word, knew how to read God's word. And Brandy, would would you read that that um, verse Hebrews four twelve because it speaks to the power that Scripture has to offer? Yeah. So Hebrews four twelve says. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. And so we want we want to be able to have that being the primary driver of our conversations. Angie, will you read 2 Timothy 3.16? Yes, it says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Yeah, and that leads us to uh, one of our anchor scriptures for the shift with all of this, and that's Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Ben, do you have that pulled up? If so, can you read it? Yep, I got it. Says so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Yeah, so that that's our role as uh, uh people in the church is to help others be equipped for the work of the ministry. And that is what that is what the scripture is gonna do for us. We we read this poll not too long ago, uh, from Barna. Barna puts out these they, they do these polls that give us some incredible stats in the church. And it was right in line with the church survey that we did back in the summer. 
uh, what Barna found out was 60% of churchgoers, so 60% of people who are dedicated to going to church weekly, do not read God's Word throughout the week. That's a staggering number. Mm-hmm. 80% of that 60 said the reason why is because they don't know how. They don't know where to start. They opened up the book of Genesis, got to chapter 6, didn't know what was going on, dropped out. Tried again the next year, opened to the book of Matthew, and it's one full chapter of genealogy. Okay, well, Old Testament didn't work. New Testament didn't work. I don't know what to do. So we want to be able to give people confidence and help them to have confidence in God's Word. Uh, Another question I want to ask, why the name Unschooled and Ordinary? What's that about? Ben, Brandy, Angie? I'll take that one. Go for it. (laughs) Um, Well, I I mean, I think it it comes right out of Scripture. Um, We see in Acts chapter 4, um, let me get there. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it. I'm in Acts chapter four, uh, verse thirteen. It says, "When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus." Um, and so I think what the the title comes from is just a reminder of the movement of God and the movement of His church and throughout history. He's used unschooled and ordinary men, um, and and his presence in and through them to advance his kingdom. Um, and like you said, Tyler, I think it, it's so important that our our heart in this is to break down the barriers and the the obstacles that are in the way for so many of us that we feel because we're unschooled and ordinary that we might not be qualified, that we're not supposed to understand what we're reading in Scripture or. It, it, then to even think about helping somebody else do that is terrifying. But we see in Scripture that that's God chooses to use unschooled and ordinary men. Um, and so hopefully this can be a tool to equip our people that regardless of what you do during the day or what your vocation is or where you get your paycheck from, that if you're a Christ follower, we're all called to make disciples. Um, and that when we can come to Scripture confidently and open it confidently, um, it, it transforms us, and, and we want this to be a space that helps our people recognize and see that uh, we come to Scripture and we turn to Scripture for transformation, not ne- not information. Um, but I got to be able to to open God's Word and, and be willing to dive in and read it, and that's what we want to be able to create in our house church spaces. Um, our pastors, hosts, people in house church, um, that feel confident in opening God's word and, and reading it and, and allowing it to transform them together. Um, so long answer to a short question. Um, but I think throughout the book of Acts, we see how God has used unschooled and ordinary men. Um, and so that's, that's why we're here. Brandy, what you got? I'm just going to quickly pipe in and say that even though that scripture does specifically say unschooled and ordinary men, it's talking about us too, ladies. So I want all of our women to understand that you too can come confidently in not only understanding God's word, but also teaching others about God's word. Um, and I think that's been something in this past probably year that God has just been showing me about scripture, like so many times that he used women. Mm -hmm. And I think growing up for me, I was kind of taught, no, I wasn't kind of taught. I was taught 
that women should just be still and be quiet. And God, that is not who he is. And that's not what he wants for us either. And I feel so passionate about this. I'm so pumped to just see a transformation of our women when it comes to understanding and also teaching God's word. 100%. (laughs) Because men men have roles that are unique to us. Women have roles that are unique to you. Mm -hmm. And we've got to work hand in hand in that. And so men don't don't just let your wives run the house church and wives don't just let your husband run the house church. It's We're so much better together. So much better together. And I think what we've seen through history has been that anytime uh, the church put a lock on scripture, people suffered. Hmm. Anytime that scripture was made available and ready readily available to people people prospered, people found out about God. That's where we see a movement like you read earlier, Ben, Acts 4.13, when the church leaders realized that these two disciples were not seminary students. They, they, didn't, they didn't get accepted into the synagogue. They were not uh, qualified enough to be disciples, to uh, fall under a rabbi. And yet, these are the men that Jesus chose to use. So, you know, you may have some insecurity about leading. Oh, I don't know enough. I wish I had been reading scripture longer. I wish I had more of a theological background. Don't underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit can do through you. I love the story of William Tyndall, where uh, th- this was a period of time where the church was so corrupt and uh, only only the elites had access to scripture, and it was written in Latin, where the main language was English. And he made it his mission to get the Bible translated into English so that everyday people could open it up and read. And he has this famous line where he is speaking to the church leaders, the very ones who ended up killing him for this, and he said, if God spares my life long enough, I will ensure that a boy that works the plows will be more educated in God's word than you. And wow, what a powerful thing. And so we want to, maybe not to that same effect, but that same line of thought, we want to be able to empower everyone listening this to open God's word for themselves because it is alive and it's active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm -hmm. So each week we're going to release this podcast on Thursdays and you will have an entire week to prep for this house church gathering. Um, And with it, it's going to be a conversation just like this. So feel free to see this as an informal, kind of smaller version of a house church. So we'll, we'll have light conversation. We'll have icebreakers, maybe some corny games that will promote good conversation. But then we're going to walk through scripture. We're going to help give you insight to God's word that you may not have time to find for yourself. We're going to walk through questions that will coincide with our discussion guide. So even though we won't have a mini message this year, we are going to be offering this weekly as a tool. We're going to get it to you in ample time to prepare, and it will coincide with that discussion guide for you. So I'm excited about this time, and I am looking forward to this upcoming year of House Church, and I cannot wait to see where God takes us. So thank you for joining in 
to our first episode of the Unschooled and Ordinary podcast. We will see you back here next week. Peace. Unschooled and Ordinary is an original podcast from Venture Church. While this podcast is great for individual study, the word really comes alive when we talk about it and apply it to our lives in house church. House churches are small groups of believers gathered in homes for a meal, scripture study, discipleship, and prayer in a trusted community of faith. They meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. in homes throughout South Mississippi, and you can join anytime. To find a house church near you, visit venturechurch.org slash housechurch.